just like that, I am back. Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. We're back. And when I say we, I don't mean just me, you know, talking and and doing my usual, like, oh, wow, I'm back. Show, radio, yay, great. But it just, it's been so long since the last episode. And, you know, this is a new season. This is a new flavor. This is a new station. I'm really excited about this. Officially, I got to say this, officially a part of the Brick family, Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, Brick Radio. It's great to be here. And uh, for everybody listening for the first time, my name is Ed Easton Jr. I'm a journalist. I do a lot of sports stuff in regards to radio, uh, TV, a lot of behind the scenes with uh, Major League Baseball, 10-10 wins. And uh, I do a lot of coverage in terms of covering the Knicks for um, Hoops Habit. I almost forgot what I work for. Hoops Habit and for Fox Sports. So it's it's just a great feeling to be able to be back in here and just talking again to everyone because I'm a huge sports head. I'm from Brooklyn. To be able to be in what I call the flagship for Brooklyn radio right now is a great feeling. So I'm excited. I'm really excited to have things just start off and just just get moving look at me i'm stumbling on my words but um it's it's just been a lot going on here in 2017 i mean you got so many storylines obviously the whole nba playoffs everybody that knows what happened the finals the warriors coming back winning the championship oh how courageous it was that they had to go and get mr kevin durant kevin durant quite arguably you could say maybe the second or third you know top player in the nba Let's throw him to the Golden State Warriors, a team that just won 73 games. And, you know, like, like that's supposed to be a big comeback. I just, I haven't, I didn't buy into it. And mind you, I was never really a big Kevin Durant hater. But I hate the way he did it this time. I just, you know, I wanted him to get that ring, but just not this way. You know, uh, and I'm not a big Westbrook guy, but he is the MVP, in my opinion. No matter what, no matter what anybody says, I, I go Russell Westbrook over anything. But... I look at this past season and what happened with the uh, with the Oklahoma City Thunder, with different teams in the league. I, and, and don't get me started on the Knicks. I covered the Knicks all year. And it was more like you weren't even covering basketball. You were covering a train wreck. You know? So it's like I don't even know what to even put into words. I mean, we have the Knicks struggling just to get just to get relevant nowadays that's usually the big story with them how do you get relevant with a team that the biggest storylines are former players getting thrown out by security uh you have one of your star players just going AWOL just disappears right before a game no one knows what happens uh another player's on illegal you know substances he's also not playing up to his contract uh, his story goes on oh yeah I forgot and then we have this guy called Phil Jackson oh you know Phil Jackson that guy, Mr. Triangle, Mr. 11-time champion as a coach, Mr. Two-time champion with the New York Knicks as a player. See, Phil, he has his philosophy. You know, he, he he's really big on himself. And, and you can honestly say justifiably so. I mean, the guy did win 11 titles as a coach. And two as a player, role player, good role player for, for those Knicks that everyone reveres from the 70s as they should. But he's come, in, come back in a form as the uh, team president. And the de- decisions he's made have been a little awkward. And I'm going to go through it a lot, you know, through the season. Just talk about Phil Jackson. Because I don't want this to be missed on this show. You know, I am a big Carmelo Anthony guy. I don't think he had his best time with the Knicks in regards to, you know, just getting the job done. Making players around him better. I get, you know, I'm going to agree with those type of little attacks on him, but I do think the guy played hard every single night. We cannot ignore the fact that the guy went and he played hard every single night. So now I have to look at it and say, all right, we have a player such as Carmelo Anthony being told by Phil Jackson, whether it's via the media, social media, or just outright to his face. I don't want you here anymore. I've been trying to trade you since February. 
How is that going to affect the rest of the league? Well, you saw the way the rest of the league responded. It wasn't positive towards the Knicks. Knicks already looked like a joke. Kristaps Porzingis, who's probably the brightest spot of the Phil Jackson era, wants no parts. He seems like he wants no parts already. He's only been two years. And the guy's already missing exit meetings. Am I the only one that's worried about this? It's very, trust me, it's very worrisome to have something like this going on. But this is the Knicks. This is what you expect. We got that situation. The Nets are a train wreck. I'm not going to go deep into them. Uh, the draft, the NBA draft, I was, at, I was actually able to cover it. And it was just some amazing things you saw when you're in a, an, an environment like that where there's real fans. There's a difference between fake fans and real fans. Real fans are going to stay there past the first round. They're going to stay there past, like, the 50th pick, 51st pick. This is in Barclays Center in Brooklyn, and it was packed with every types of fans. A lot of 76ers fans. I mean, those guys, this is their playoffs, the Philadelphia 76ers, who picked up Markel Fultz after trading up to get the number one pick. I like Fultz a lot. I think that he fits what they're trying to do with that young core. Him, Simmons, I mean, Embiid, Sarich, they're going to be a fun team to watch. I really like the Sixers going forward. And you see teams trying to better themselves along the way. Lonzo Ball, the big story with Lonzo Ball was more LeVar Ball. Is LeVar Ball a real, you know, factor in whether or not Lonzo Ball gets drafted? It's funny how all these factors were, everybody was thinking about this. Lonzo Ball's a great player. Don't get me wrong. That guy's a good player. Even though De'Aaron Fox, you know, took him to town every time they played. I like Lonzo Ball. I think he's going to do well with the Lakers. It's just that and, like, a whole bunch of things they need to do in order to get that team back. They got to get Ingram out there. They got to get players playing. Brook Lopez, I think that's a very underrated move. Magic Johnson's trying to make things happen. I don't know if he's trying to recreate the Showtime Lakers because the way he had in his press conference about, oh, we got them like Scott and Worthy out in the wings and he's in the middle just throwing it out. I'm not going back Showtime. Look, Magic, you're the man, but I'm not throwing Showtime out at you. That's just not what I'm doing. In regards to what's going to happen, not only with, you know, the NBA and they talk about, oh, players just want to play on winning teams. They just want to leave this, do that. Those are all big factors. I just don't want to see another NBA Finals where it's the same two teams again for a fourth straight year. It's not like the Celtics and the Lakers. I know everybody wants to make that comparison. Great 30 for 30, mind you. If you have a chance to check it out, three-parter, Lakers versus Lakers or Celtics. Uh, it was great. Uh, I thought I really enjoyed it. So um, check that out on ESPN. You know, they got some They got some good programming on there. You got to check it out. But uh, I just want to see more parity in the NBA. NHL, I thought the NHL playoffs were really good for all these non-NHL fans out there. I was, I was one of those people as well. But then I had to give the NHL a chance because they actually put out a good product. I enjoyed it. Nashville Predators, where AFC made it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals to only fall to the Pittsburgh Penguins. So you did have a back-to-back champion, but there was some intrigue. There was some hard work going on, on, on in those playoffs. Like, I'm a Rangers fan, and I'm not ashamed to say it that I'm a Rangers fan, but they couldn't come through in the clutch against a team like Ottawa. You had good series after good series after good series. That's what made the NHL playoffs good. NBA playoffs, you had the finals. That's all you had, and even that wasn't a good series. So people... Like Charles Barkley, I've been very open about saying how disappointing the NBA Finals has, just the NBA playoffs in general have been. There has to be a change somewhere. So that's something to think about. Baseball, Mets are a disaster. Yankees have been playing well. Aaron Judge, he's the next, he's the next big thing. Everybody's talking about Aaron Judge. You know, he has his own section now in Yankee Stadium. Oh, man, so much to talk about. And obviously today is the first show. I have, some, have a guest coming up. Uh, you know, she's going to explain to us, help us out through what's going on with the whole injury process. So we're going to have Christina St. Louis up here soon. And just we need to know what's going on with these injuries with these different players. She works in helping these players get back on their feet with the rehab, with the massage therapy. And we're going to just get her opinion on what these guys need to stay healthy out in these long seasons. Also, I had the fortunate opportunity to have a Q&A with Mr. Kenny Anderson Everybody knows who Kenny Anderson is, former NBA All-Star. Uh, ran to a lot of legal issues and personal life problems. 
decided to make a documentary about his life called Mr. Chibs. I was there for the screening of it, and I got to participate in a Q&A with him in regards to why he wanted to make this film and what he was trying to portray and how he wants to help people moving forward. So, hey, feel good. it feels really good to be back. Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr., KeepItRealSports.com. You know, everybody's just checking it out, and I just like the vibes that we're getting from this. So, once again, stay tuned. We have a great show. We'll be right back.
Sports Social Ed Easton Jr. We are back. And like I said, I had a special guest with me in the studio to really pretty much break down this whole situation in regards to injuries. Because how many times out there that we hear on the news or we watch a game, the guy's like, oh, he has a torn ACL. He has Tommy John surgery. His back is hurting. He needs to be out for this amount of time. Tendinitis. A lot of us don't even know what that means, okay? We go to WebMD, we try to figure it out, but we really don't know what it, don't really understand what it means. So because of people like myself and probably many of you listening out here, we thought it was important to bring in a specialist, and we definitely have a big specialist in regards to this whole situation. Miss Christina St. Louis is here in the studio, and she can, you know, actually, you could actually describe your uh, position a lot better than I can. Absolutely. Because, like I said, <laughs> I'm one of the dumb people out here that just don't know, and I just talk. So uh, please, uh, Ms. Christina, explain. Okay, my name is Christina, and I'm a licensed massage therapist. Okay, and uh, what I specialize in is something called sports massage. We all know what a massage is. It's pretty much, you know, getting the stress off your back, helping the muscle tone and certain aches and stuff like that. But what sports massage is, is something a little different. Same concept, but um, this is more of a purpose, so to speak. And um, what I what I pretty much do is try to get the athlete to recover or help them to help them with preventative injuries. Um, what I like to do is something called or let's say all of us, most massage therapists, we work in a in an athletic um, in an athletic field such as the NFL, the NBA or mm-hmm. or um, any kind of major sports organization like that. Um, they use rehabilitation is essential okay your body is constantly uh repairing itself but sometimes you do need a little help and sometimes re- rehabilitation or for the most part re- rehabilitation is is key and what massage therapists do um we we help enhance that mm-hmm. and um what i like to do something called post event and there's pre there's i'm sorry there's pre-event and there's post event massage okay and it's about 15 to 20 minutes long uh, pre-events, um, rather. It's about 15 to 20 minutes long, and the pace is different. The techniques are different. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you expect to um, come out of massage feeling really tired, really relaxed, and you just want to go to sleep. In this case, it's the complete opposite because of the mm-hmm. techniques and the pace that I'm using. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, if you are a... Um, if you are a star athlete on a basketball team or a football team, you want those muscles, you want those joints, you want, uh, you want the best, you know, the best, best feeling, but the best performance. Right. Okay. And not only that, you need your mind right, you need your muscles right, you need your bones right, you need your ligaments and mm-hmm. your tendons. That's all important. So what pre-event does, it helps the athlete prepare for the event. And how we do that is we warm up the muscle by using different kinds of strokes. Uh, we do a lot of compression to get the blood flowing. The, when the blood is flowing, that actually increases the energy. Mm. Okay, so when you're moving it a lot and you're doing constant compressions, that comp- that actually uh, gives you more of a um, energetic feel other than, you know, falling asleep as you would in a regular massage. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, joints are extremely important especially if you're an athlete and massage helps to lubricate the joints so with lubricating the joints that prevents injury right okay so that that helps your body prevent the injury because your joints are not dried up you know they're more flexible their their range of motion is a little more you know and a little more intact so massage definitely helps that mm-hmm. um so as a professional um, i i usually like to tell my clients what I think they should do. Let me know what you do first. Tell me what you do and tell me what your daily activities are as far as your training. Mm-hmm. And I just jump in and I just give them a um, a customized massage for them. Okay. And tell them what I, you know. So if you have like, uh, for example, a guy in the NBA mm-hmm. and you know they're actually doing a lot of running, a lot of jumping, um, you would probably address it a lot differently than you would do somebody, I don't know, playing hockey or doing a different Absolutely. type of sport depending on what they Exactly. Because okay. like for example, like a swimmer, you know, they usually a, a lot of a lot of their, their range of motion is over the head with their arms. Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, tend to focus on that area more than I would focus on their feet. Okay. You know, so um someone like who is a who's a basketball player they jump a lot. I would mm-hmm. work on their quads a lot more than I would work on their 
you know, the back of their neck or their chest, their chest muscles. So it's, you know, each person is different. Right. And each uh, each sport uses different parts of their bodies. So you have to use your judgment on what to focus on more. Okay. What do you, like, typically, because you, you do a lot of massages and it's different types of people, um, in regards to athletes, because I'm assuming you work with a couple of athletes before, yes. what is the, the most they've always asked for, like, more attention to in regards to their massages? Most, uh, depending on the athlete. Okay. I mean, in general, most people want their back massaged, of course, okay. because that's everything. You need your back to stand up straight. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's your whole posture. Um, but I do find, like, for example, basketball players, they have bad knees. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... And a lot of people think, you know, well, the knee's a bone, so what do you need a massage? But you have cartilage around your knees, and you have muscles adjacent to your knees, like your quads and your your tibia muscles. So a lot of them tend to have really bad hamstrings or really right. bad quads, you know, for, for overuse. Mm. You know, so I tend to focus on that and warm those muscles up first, get it going, get the blood flowing, you know, get them pumped. And not only that, massage helps them. Um, physically, it helps them mm-hmm. mentally. It kind of gives you, uh, it gives you, you know, more quality, you know, m- quality of peace of mind versus right. being nervous all the time. It's a relaxing type of feeling. Right, because massage sends out endorphins. Mm-hmm. It gives, I'm, it, I'm sorry, it gives off endorphins. So it kind of puts you in more of a calm, mo- calm feeling versus nervous jitters. Not a- that's really good. See, I'm probably I needed that. Maybe my bas- <laughs> maybe my basketball career would have happened, or I could have been like I don't know five inches taller. But anyway, um, <laughs> what made you want to do this? Like, just I have a fascination with muscles of the body and how the body works. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a doctor. I didn't want to go into medical school. Mm-hmm. And um, I I love sports, you know. Right. And I, but I'm not much of an athlete. So, um, but I am I am very into self healing. Okay. Versus, you know, pain medication. I mean, sometimes you need it. Sometimes, right. you know, this is what you're going to need. A massage isn't going to help you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, learning, helping people through an injury, you know, and um, helping them feel like, you know, they can get back on back to their old self. Because not everybody wants to do, um, not everyone wants to do physical therapy. It's painful. Yes. You yeah. know, and even though you have to do it, it's painful. So sometimes after physical ther- a painful physical therapy session, go to a massage therapist and you feel better. You feel like, you know, you, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. I can get back to, you know, uh, playing basketball. Because right. um, what a lot of people don't know, massage helps quicker recovery. Mm. And it's a, it's a good thing you brought that up mm-hmm. because there are a couple of guys, I just want to throw out there as examples, current uh, professional players that may need that help. Like, you know, they, they're probably dealing with it right now. Um, I'm going to throw one player out there because you said the back is so important. Absolutely. Now, um, he was actually diagnosed with spinal stenosis. Right. I don't know if you've ever heard of yes. that. Uh, David Wright. Yes. The captain the captain of New York Mets. Mm-hmm. You know, all these New York Mets fans are struggling right now right. because they need their guy out there. He's he's a big deal. So um, there's some talk that he may retire. He's been dealing with uh, random different injuries, as you right. already know. What do you think? he's going through right now in his process to try and get back like is there even a possibility of him you know getting back because of all the damage that's been done to his body i mean there is always a possibility i mean people who go through injuries doctors tell them all the time you'll never be able to play again or you'll never be able to walk again and people are walking so i never want to say never i mean as far as as far as the um the chances, I mean, they're they're a little low, mm-hmm. but if he goes through the right rehabilitation, then he actually can do it. Um, spinal stenosis, uh, you know, it's 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 very it's a uh, it's like it's a really sharp pain in the lower back, and some people mm. confuse it with sciatica. It's not sciatica is more of a nerve thing. Spinal stenosis is a spinal right, thing. Right. Um, and what happens is with these kind of pains. Your posture is off because you're trying to overcompensate for the side that is hurting. So you tend to lean towards the left or the mm. right or or hunched over. So your muscles around your back are actually very tight. And what massage does is we loosen those tight muscles. We stretch them out a little bit. It it, it helps the pain. It helps to alleviate the pain. Um, he also, I, I know David Wright also has an impinge an impingement shoulder. Yes. Um, and that's and that's also because. 
of the use people with impingement shoulders as swimmers, as I've mentioned earlier, it it tend people tend to get it when they're doing this, you know, repetitive movement. Mm-hmm. And with and when an impingement shoulder, it's someone who it's 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 a movement where it's everything's over the head. So when you're throwing the ball, you're pitching. And that's probably what's that, happening because he they said he has to stop throwing and he's yes. a third baseman. So right because yes. you have cartilage in your bursa of your sh- of your shoulder, and when mm. you keep doing the repetitive movements, mm-hmm. you're putting more damage because you're deteriorating the cartilage. So what what it's doing is it's causing the bone to rub on the other bone mm. instead of the cartilage that's between it because your cartilage is wearing off. Okay. So that's why they tell you to uh, slow down on it a little bit or, you know, try to try to use your body differently. Right. And how massage can help with that issue, especially if he needs surgery, it reduces scar tissue. Mm. Okay. It realigns new healing fibers with the ligament. Mm-hmm. So it actually helps the healing fibers connect the way it's supposed to versus, you know, building up that crazy scar tissue that makes everyone so stiff after surgery. Mm. It relaxes the tight muscles around it and also enhances the flexibility. So what massage does, I mean, if he was getting massages often, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I I can't promise you that this will never happen, but it the would, chances will be a lot less. It would help the situation. Absolutely. See, every man, you heard this now, right? So <laughs> you guys understand what's massages going on. Massages are very important. <laughs> very important. Um, I'm going to go to another New York athlete who mm. may not even be a New York athlete after this and mm. Honestly, whatever he does for recovery will affect his chances in free agency. Right. It's a possibility he may come back to the Knicks. We're talking about Derrick Rose. Right. And Derrick Rose, uh, you know, you follow basketball, has had every knee injury you could imagine. Exactly. You know, <laughs> torn ACLs, meniscus tears. His latest meniscus tear uh, ended his season a little early for the Knicks last right. season. What do you think uh, he's going through in this off season? that's, you know, going to prove the teams that he can stay healthy? Like, what is he looking out there to prove? I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it falls into. I mean, of course, you're in, you're in, you're in the NBA. You know, you have an injury; they help you get back to where you need to go, where you need to be. But it's also within yourself. Hmm. Um, Sometimes, I mean, De- Derek Rose went from a sprained wrist to a, a left ACL tear to a hmm. right meniscus tear. I mean, he's all banged up. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not in really good shape. It's not really looking too good for him. But there are ways that he can help his recovery. Uh, help himself to a speedy recovery. I mean, for example, um, I don't mean to be a little off, but just to bring, just to, you know, piggyback to my point about taking care of yourself, uh, mm-hmm. LeBron James, for example, hasn't suffered an injury. Yeah, and true. And a, a big, big reason for that is because LeBron takes really, really good care of himself. LeBron actually gets frequent massages. People mm-hmm. don't know that because they don't, they only see him on the court. They don't see what it takes to be to be him he people criticize him for resting i mean that's why his career is the way he is because he he appreciates his body he rests Mm -hmm. everyone needs rest he's probably gonna have a longer career than michael jordan you never know because of how he takes care of himself his dieting Mm -hmm. his regiment with working out massages is key he gets massages before and after games people don't know that wow um so that actually helped him to prevent a lot of of um a lot of injuries that he could have had. Uh, Zach Levine is a very is a uh, is another one who has a, a torn ACL. Um, he's very young. He's 22 years old. Uh, his his chances for recovery are high. Mm-hmm. Um, he has about gen- generally a uh, ACL tear takes about six months to recover. Mm-hmm. But for an athlete, someone who is using their body constantly and very aggressively, probably about six to nine months recovery. Mm. So. If Zach if Zach Levine should be good by, uh, should be good by uh, by the season opener. But uh, uh, the way I look at it, and you know, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, to cut you off. It's like, okay. Because this was a trade that was done right. by Minnesota to send to Chicago. Chicago takes Zach Levine, thinking they're going to get this. Are they going to get the same Zach Levine they, that Minnesota saw, like right. the extremely athletic dunk right. contest winner? You know, are they going to get that same player? Because this is a torn ACL is a big deal. It's it, it is a big deal, but people underestimate the recovery process and what it takes. Um, I think he absolutely can go back to uh, to where he he's also very young. His body is still forming. Mm. You know his. Uh, his his uh, healing fibers in his body are actually more intact than someone who is in their thirties. Mm. You know, uh, people younger heal faster. Okay, that's that's a fact. Um, but I think Chicago is going to see 
you know, it's it's a bigger mark. I'm sure he's going to want to play extra hard now, too. Yeah. You know, but um, he he's at the perfect age for an injury. I mean, not that I want everyone young to, 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 have, get, injured. to get injured. But it's not the chicken pox. No, no. it's not. <laughs> but um, he's at he's at a perfect age for an injury because the, the recovery is faster. So with the massage, mm. you know, he's going he's going through rehab now. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he had to undergo surgery. This is where we come in as massage therapists and and physical therapists as well. Um, we help them uh, with the scarring tissue. People mm-hmm. think, oh, it's just a scar. No, scarring actually makes you more stiff. So uh, it makes you more hypertonic. It makes your makes it le- lessens your range of movement. Mm-hmm. With massage therapy, there are certain techniques. What I use is called cross fiber fiction, mm-hmm. um, and what I do is massage directly on the scarring. It prevents the scar look, you know, the look of the scar, so right, to speak, right. and it also loosens up the tight tissue, the tight connective tissue that connected. Um, the wrong way. Okay. That's why we have scar tissue because it's connish- it's tissue that's connecting the wrong way. Right, right. So if you move it around, get a little, you know, get mm-hmm. it get it a little flexible, stretch it out a little bit, lubricate the joint around it, he'll be fine. It's okay. just it's all up to him. Okay, well, I hope Zach Levine is listening right now. <laughs> all those guys were listening. It's all up to him. <laughs> Christina, amazing job. Can you let people know how they can get in contact with you so you can help them, you know, recover on their daily grind? Um, or, you know, well, like, how about this? I'll put it on the website and we'll go thank from you. there so that everybody know. I don't want you putting it out there on blast <laughs> on the radio. But uh, thank you so much. No problem. For, I had I enjoyed it. Thank you for thank you. Uh, allowing me to explain how massage is imp- essentially important, especially to athletes. Massage saves, <laughs> it saves lives. Listen it to It saves th- LeBron James. It <laughs> saves LeBron James. That's all that matters. We'll be right back. You listen to Sports Social with Eddie Stitt Jr. here on Brick Radio. One day back in Philly, four guys, 
wanted to sing. They came up to me, I said, well, what's your name? What's the man? Hey, you know what I'm saying? And then I said, all right, fellas, well, let me see what you can do. And then the smile when they won you said, yo, Mike, check this out. See if this one moves. Anderson meant a lot of things to a lot of people in regards to his playing career in the NBA. One of the main things that he was, especially in New York City, was a legend. I mean, you're talking about a guy who uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s, was uh, basically treated like a god, if you if you really put it in perspective. He was uh, everything basketball in, in terms of coming out of Lafrette, Queens, and, and just his whole impact on the communities that he was a part of. Now, mind you, his career, you know, didn't go as planned, seeing that he was a number two pick in the draft. Uh, he did make it to an all-star team back in 1994, but, uh, you know, he just didn't get to that extreme level of being a legend in the National Basketball Association. Regardless of the fact, he had his problems off the court. And in order to just put in perspective his career in regards to players that are out today, you're talking about a guy who had probably as much or even more praise than a Lonzo Ball or even a Derrick Rose when they were coming out of college. Now, the thing is with Kenny Anderson, we talked about these off-the-court issues. He had problems with when it comes to drugs, um, different women, having different children with uh, different mothers, like all over the place. That was an issue that he openly talked about when I went to a Q&A for his special uh, Mr. Chibs screening. He has a documentary out called Mr. Chibs. And I, I got to say that, you know, he was very open, very candid, and didn't hold anything back. Um, I was able to ask a couple of questions in regards to his uh, career and his plans regarding that. So I just want to share everything that I learned from that day. This is about a month ago in May. And uh, Kenny Anderson, like I said, was open about his entire life, didn't hold back anything, and he definitely shed a couple of tears. It's a, it's a great listen, and I'm happy to be able to share it with my audience here with Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. So enjoy. But I wanted to, after retiring, after my, losing my mother, uh, I, was in a, I was in a dark place, and I, yeah, I, I, I wanted to do something courageous, I guess, uh, Pay forward. I wanted to do something to help someone. And I was reading a lot of articles, watching a lot of TV, news, reports, and kids getting abused, molested. And I was very, uh, through the skeleton, I threw everything in the closet for 30 something years. So I kept going back and forth. Should I do this? But I wanted, I wanted to sacrifice myself to help somebody else. And I, 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 I didn't know what was going to happen. But if my mother was living, I don't know if I would have done it and came out, but I was living with too, too much hurt, you know, in me. And uh, I was finished playing basketball, and I knew I had to do something positive. Uh, and uh, I just, the bottom line, I just wanted to help some of these kids that's dealing with trauma, molestation, abuse. Uh, now, some of the players, adults, dealing with failed marriages, dealing with uh, my eight kids. Yeah, it's the whole spectrum. But then you just see Kenny Anderson, uh, 7.30, playing an NBA game, and then at 11 o'clock, I'm, I'm leaving that arena, and I'm going into a dark world, a dark place. So I wanted to let people know that, you know, everything is not sweet. It's, it's, this, is, this is me. I, I, I've been getting publicity all through high school, you know, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th grade. Every, 
So people see that and don't know what I had to go through, the obstacles I had to overcome. And we all, we all have stories to tell, but most of us, majority of us is scared, embarrassed to come out and tell a story, your story, to help others. So that's, that's basically what this documentary is about. Uh, Child Prodigy, who made it, all the difficulties I had to deal with, and who hid a lot of things. I, I put the mask on. I was a great actor. And I just, now retired, I just, I wanted to do something important for somebody else, leave another legacy, and not just a three-pointer or crossover or a basketball move. I want somebody to, you know, and I've done that. Because I've been places and they said, yo, you inspiration, you help me. I'm gonna get I'm gonna come out and and, and not hold these feelings inside for thirty I did thirty something years. I held it. And, and it could affect you. And it, and it affected me. You know, I'm still a work in progress. I, I got my therapist once a week and I, I'm not too concerned about opinions of me. I could care less mm -hmm. about that. I'm trying to live a productive life and take care of my family and that's that. So, you know, the basketball was like, and my slogan fits it. You know, basketball my whole life been easy. Life has been hard. And I'm just trying to work on myself to get better. And um, I think we all could appreciate somebody just trying to better themselves for the best. That's it. You know, still very difficult for me every day. I'm a work in progress, man. I'm, I'm still going, man. I got eight kids living for, and I'm just trying to live proper for them. So, you know, they father won't be in church, walking around, not getting to 46. So I'm just trying to connect and, that, and, and, and with my kids. And, that, and that's the main thing I'm trying to do. The youth, my, my kids, just trying to teach them the right way, man, and, and not be a jerk. Like times in the past, I was. Have you identified anything specifically you want to do after this is over? Like well, I coaching or whatever it is? Like, Coach Lewhouse, he's 85 and he's not sure what he wants to do. I know I want to work with kids, kids and help kids. and coach, I want to co I coach my travel teams. <coughs> I got a gym in Tampa that I can train out of my camps. I love being in the gym, but I don't know if I want to be on a coaching staff. I just don't know about that. I want to be able to be all over the place with the game of basketball and also life lessons, like a life coach. I want to be able to do those type of things. So before the documentary, we thought, um, I was like, yeah, I want to coach. But then as you know, years, two, three, four years got into it, I'm, like, I'm not sure about being a coach. You know, I'm a life coach or just helping youth. I think that's my calling for this generation and how life is. I, I think they this these people, these kids need better mentors, like I had. You know, it's not it's, it's, it's no more mentors. You know, you don't have to be a basketball player to be a mentor or role model. Just somebody in the neighborhood in the community that just will help me. Vincent Smith, my mentor, helped me. I mean, he wasn't getting paid no money, no money. We stayed in North Dare Hall, played. Trade for three, four hours. No, he wasn't getting paid for that. It, it, it's got to come from your heart. You got to be passionate about something. And everything will work out. So I'm just a work in progress. And I'm just trying to uh, be happy doing what I, what I want to do. And I'm fortunate that I didn't lose my shirt. I didn't lose all my money. So I don't have to take a job for the check. I want to take a job from, from passion. I'm able to do that. I thank God every day. I just want to say, uh, amazing story, and like I've been a fan since I was a kid. Like you know, watching you with the Nets and playing you NBA Jam, you know, just that far. Um, do you have like any um, like connections with the Nets and the Knicks to possibly do some things with them? I've done some stuff with the Knicks because I'm from New York, yeah. you know, and they bring me in Legends Day and stuff like that. And just a few things. And the Nets called me last last week, and they want me to do some. Stuff, but I don't know. You know, I'm here. They know how to find me. They know what I'm doing. I think sometimes uh, I, I thought, you know, when I retired, when I retired, you just got to do your own thing, do things positively, reach out to what you're doing. My father, I'm doing stuff with the kids, did the documentary, and then they'll come. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to chase nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to help, but I don't want to beg nobody mm-hmm. to give me anything. So I'm here. If you feel that I can help, they'll call me. And I think that's what a lot of you know everybody's. Oh, you should be. You should be doing. Uh, that's, that's, that's a lot of politics. It's a lot of who you know, who you don't know, who you. I got a cause, and I got a feeling, and I got a passion to help others. If they see that, they see it, and they'll come and call me, and I can do some work. But they don't. They don't. I, I can't keep chasing, you know, the NBA or the teams I play for. I've always given respect to the guys before me, um, and that's there's a group of them. I love them. You know, uh, Kenny Smith, Mark Jackson, Pearl Pearl Washington. Pete Rod, Street, Rod Strickland, mm-hmm. Pete Edwards, mm-hmm. Kenny Patterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys, I was a little, you know, sitting on the ball watching those guys in the park, and I want to be like them. I have much love and respect for those guys. And um, it, it just happened. And the only reason I think, you know, I, I was 14, and that paper and the media attention that I got changed, changed a lot of things. That's what happened in my case.
I want to take the time to thank everybody for tuning in today. This is the first show on Brick Radio, uh, Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. And I'm really excited, like I said, once again, to be a part of it. And uh, just a special thank you to my guest, Christina St. Louis, as well as Kenny Anderson for being so open and honest during his Q&A about his life. And once again, I just want people to, uh, when they tune into the show, to just get different aspects of what's going on in sports. Yes, I'm going to give my opinion. Yes, I'm going to be very open and honest about everything. But I'm also going to have some guests in here that are a little different from the norm. You're going to get a different perspective of this crazy world of sports because there's so much that goes on. So many little things that we probably take for granted. So many big things that we may not even have even noticed. So I just hope this show sheds a light on that. And for everyone listening for the first time, thank you. Keep listening. Go to keepingamrealsports.com, sports social page for more information on the show. And uh, like I said, just uh, keep supporting. And I'm hoping to continue to bring you great content because this is something I'm very passionate about. And I know you guys will definitely appreciate it if you are a big sports fan. So until next time, enjoy, everyone. <laughs>